Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Don't you realize this was the concert that moved the world? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Didn't yeah, move us too much. Yeah, you know, up to them it was, you know, okay, we're getting 500 bucks. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show. Hi there, you across the uh, the table there. I didn't say on the Rock School Radio Network, nor have I been saying, and the general manager of the radio station where this show emanates from wants me to say this, emanating from the great state of Louisiana and southeastern Louisiana University. So there we go. Doesn't that sound like the bit at the end of a car dealership where it's tax tags and license? It, yeah, doesn't it? Huh? Do you have anything else to say? No, I don't. Uh, the okay, thing is, I'm Tammy Burns. How yeah, about that? If I said all the things I was supposed to say or requested to say by the people who sort of run this radio yeah. station, we're emanating out of, I love the word emanating. If I was to say everything, it would be seven minutes before I said the first thing about the show. How you doing? I'm good. All right. Get to it. Do you like punk rock no. at all? No. Yeah, I know that. It's it's not that it's an acquired taste. Wait, ask me again. Do you like no. punk rock? No. No. It's not that it's an acquired taste. It's just one of those musics where if you like it, it really is all-encompassing. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It's kind of like the Monty Python of music. Those who like Monty Python like it and cannot understand in any way, shape, or form those who don't like Monty Python. I know, and all of the rest of you look at us like we're stupid or oh, something. Oh, are you a Monty Python fan? No, you are. Stop that. You are? Stop that. It's getting silly. Okay, uh, what I want to talk to you about today is a tale of three concerts. And if you are a punk rock fan, you already know about these three concerts. If you're not a punk rock fan, you may very well know about one of them. There's a belief system that the Ramones started punk rock in the UK. And as with just about anything in the music world, that's a tremendous... It's a o- leap. It's an oversimplification of what really happened. The Ramones went over on July 4th, played a concert at you know the Roundhouse, and punk rock began in the UK. Well, no. Not really, no, huh? No, that's not what happened. Now, was it part of it? Oh, you bet. But if you needed to find three or at least the beginning, the germ mm-hmm. of punk rock in the UK, yeah. it is, as I called it, a tale of three concerts. Really? Okay. You can pin it down to three concerts. Well, I can't, but those who are fans of rock and roll, especially, especially punk that encompasses UK punk, They can. So this is what I want to do. We'll begin with the Ramones. Now, understand, punk breeds itself as an underground movement. It, It doesn't 
live for the spotlight. Right. It likes being a DIY movement, do-it-yourself music. Yeah. It likes that. So when it becomes popular, it's one of those things where now we must shun it. It's not cool anymore, right? It's not that it's not cool. Let's go find the next thing. Okay. Let those, the cattle, have their nirvana, <laughs> their Pearl Jam. Let's go find the next thing. Gotcha. Okay. Well, the Ramones, and by the way, they're called the Ramones, because of a pseudonym that Paul McCartney used to use when he was checking into a hotel as part of the Beatles. He called himself Paul Ramon. None of the Ramones are actually named Ramon. They just simply chose a first name and then stuck Ramon at the end of it. I like it. Their first album comes out in the United States and is flopping terribly. However, in the UK, it's doing darn well. Why? Because there is this underground DIY movement that's getting started. And for, you know, I'm going to make a statement. It's going to make probably punk rock people go bonkers, but it seems that the Ramones were signed because of this movement in the UK. Malcolm McLaurin, who was the person who was in charge of the Sex Pistols and also in America, the New York Dolls, seemed to have a handle on this scene around... That whole C- movement? Right, around CBGBs uh-huh. and was sort of straddling the Atlantic that this thing was happening in the UK and this thing was happening in the United States. We're not sure what's going to happen just yet. Right. And he was also looking at Richard Hell's concept of dress with the ripped clothing held together with safety pins. Yeah. And <laughs> signing the Ramones was not so much for the American market, but to maybe tap into the Brit market. Okay. So you got the general idea of why the Ramones were signed? Yeah, I do. Uh Were they popular in the U.S.? Not really. They had a little following in their area. But not yet. Will they explode? Yes. But not yet. So no, those things are happening. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So we got to go back in time just a little bit. And we'll talk about the first concert in just a moment. But since we're talking Ramones, Blitzkrieg Bop. And we're going to do the live version. Well, I do like this. Here on Rock School. You know what's nice about doing a punk rock show? Tell me. All the songs are about two minutes long. so You can play a lot or right. talk a lot, right? One of the two. You're doing both. All right. Well, you talked about the Ramones. We're in America. You know, I mean, we're here in America. Mm-hmm. So let's start here in America. Now we've got to move over to the UK. I said it's a tale of three concerts. Yes. Here's concert number one. The Sex Pistols, Manchester, the 4th of June, 1976. The Sex Pistols play at Manchester's Lesser Free Trade Hall. Now, remember, this is early on. Sid Vicious isn't even part of the band yet. Glenn Matlock is playing bass for them. There is a book out there right now. If you want to get a hold of it, it's called I Swear I Was There, The Gig That Changed the World. It's by a guy named David Nolan. Okay? Uh-huh. Now, in terms of Woodstock, yeah, we know how many people were at Woodstock, or at least because of the concept of the overhead shots, we're able to make a fairly good assessment Estimate. of how many people were there. Yep. If you look at this concert, those who are fans of UK punk, it's one of those, I was at the concert, 
Well, <laughs> if you take everybody that says, I was at the concert, there would have been thousands and thousands of people. Well, this lesser free trade hall will only hold about 150 people. That's it. So most of them are lying. So who was there? 150 people. That's it. It's a little bar. Oh, I mean, this yeah. band that I play with, we play a lot of places that are about 150 people. Yeah. And that night... According to those who were verifiably there, mm -hmm. Ticket there was stub kind of thing. There was about forty-five people in the hall. Uh -uh. Now here's the thing: forty-five people can change the course of history. As a matter of fact, now the question is: who were the people that were there? That's the question. Ian Curtis and Bernard Summer were there. Okay, I know you probably don't know who they are. I, Any idea? No. I, they went on I don't to, know. They went on to form Joy Division. Morrissey was there. Any really? idea? He went yeah. on to form the Smiths. Oh my gosh. Members of the Buzzcocks were there. Mark E. Smith was there. He goes on to form The Fall. Are you kidding me? It's one of these things kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to... Think of an equal here in the United States. Yeah. You know, where next to nobody was there and, you know, and, and on and All on of went. this came out of that one concert. That one concert. That one night. Are you kidding me? All right, let's play something. Uh, I'm just going to pick one. Pick a good one. Smiths? Yeah. Play the Smiths uh, here on Rock School. Is it wrong to want to live on your own? Now, while I was doing the last break, I was trying to think of something in the United States where was kind of an equal to that, where yeah. next to nobody went or next to nobody bought it, but it had such an impact. The closest I can come up with, since I had three minutes to think about it during the song by right. the Smiths, was the Velvet Underground's original album, the one with the banana on the front. Yes, it's, I know it. It said that a thousand people bought it. I know now it's a collector's edition, and if you can find the banana with the furry stuff on it, it's worth a whole bunch of money. But it said at the time, like a thousand people bought it, and every one of them started a band. So that's get out. That's as close as I How can true possibly is it, get. Oh, I don't know. You know, you 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 lay the lies in. more fun than the truth. Sure. Right? Why let the truth get in the way of a good story? You you lay these urban myths and urban legends over top of it. But a lot of people make the statement that when I heard that album, it was you know something else. And it's normally those kind of albums. It's not the pop albums that do it. It's the albums that people perceive at least to be ahead of their time. Time right. That that make people look at it and go, okay, I want to do something like that that moves music forward. That when it comes out is not of success, but grabs the music world and drags it kicking and screaming to a new spot, a new level. That's why it's fun to look back on history, right? Oh, sure. I mean, looking back is is awesome. You could never have put all this together at the moment. That's what I do. And I love it when people write to me and they say, you know, your prediction didn't come true. Well, of course it didn't. What have you predicted lately? I, well, the whole thing about, uh, do you remember the woman who, who got upset at me because I said that Led Zeppelin would lose their, uh, lose their lawsuit on, uh, um, oh, why can't I come up with it? Uh, Stairway to Heaven. Yes. Yeah, uh, she was she was rather upset with me, 
But, you know, you, you, you take a swing in the dark. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. You're not kidding. So if this concert by the Sex Pistols had such an effect, who in the world, uh, or pardon me, what in the world did they play? You would think that the set list has to be amazing. There's a great website out there. If you haven't attended to it yet, you should go see it. It's called setlist.fm. Setlist.fm. Go see it, and you can look up not only the set lists of, you know, the band you're going to see, and, you know, I do that. I did it a couple times when we went to see Whitesnake. Yeah. I looked up their set list, and I kind of felt dumb after doing it because then I knew what they were going to play. You ruined it for me. Well, I know, and I told you what they were going to play. You couldn't keep it to yourself. And I looked at you and said, I don't want to know. I know. I want to be surprised. I know. And you took it away, and I hate you for it. (laughs) But what's even more fun is you can look up classic concerts. Now that... What did the Who? That sounds good. What did the Who play in Cincinnati? Right. What did the Beatles Ooh, play? Oh my God! You could recreate that whole thing, Isn't right? That fun. That'd in be your good, living room. Ooh. That'd be a good rock school show, wouldn't it? Yeah. Write it would. that down. Okay. What did the Sex Pistols play at their concert? Okay. They opened with "Do You Know Wrong." Don't Give Me No Lip. That's a Dave Barry cover. 17, I'm Not Your Stepping Stone by Paul Revere and the Raiders. Not the Monkees. Uh, New York, What You Gonna Do About It? Small Faces. Submission, Satellite, No Feelings. No Fun, that's the Stooges cover. Substitute, that's by The Who. Pretty Vacant, Problems, and then they came back, did an encore, No Fun by the Stooges. Wait a minute. You mean they played No Fun by the Stooges and then came back and did it as an encore? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, Europe plays the final countdown to open their concert. And then they they close it with the final countdown. Not that the Sex Pistols are Europe, but. Oh, are you going to get emails on that one, you dirty rotten? Isn't it fun? There you go. Sex Pistols, No Fun on Rock School. pistols played and this became a big giant you know looking back on history as you said the idea of uh, the this starting punk rock the sex pistols had an opening act and there was a fight and uh, a big research on who opened the show who was it who was it a band named solstice I don't have anything by Solstice. They didn't have anything that charted or anything that I could... You mean the audience all became superstars and <laughs> they, the, the band that right. opened for them, right. they were nothing? Right. They're, believe it oh or not, they're gosh. still playing. They're still uh-uh. playing. They are sort of a progressive classic rock band out there. And the people who are in it, there's a neat little UK... I, if you will, uh, I don't know what you call it, an online article that they did with the members of Solstice. And they readily admit, yeah, we were there. They're just sort of supremely cool about it. Yeah, we were there. We opened for the Sex Pistols. Don't you realize this was the concert that moved the world? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Didn't yeah, move yeah. us too much. Yeah, you know, up to them it was, you know, okay, we're getting 500 bucks. Okay, oh, my god! I guess 500 pounds back then. All right. 
Now, you've heard about concert number one. Concert number two is about to begin. July the 4th, 1976. Are you kidding Wait, me? Wait, 76? What year was the first one in? July. Well, that one, was, that one wasn't even in July. It was in June. June. It was a month okay, back. Okay, a month, a month like earlier. Okay. July the 4th, 1976. Okay. This isn't ringing a bell with you? July the 4th, 1976? Well, yeah. I was in Hackleburg. I was 12 years old at the uh, yeah, but at it's a parade. Our, it's, it's the bicentennial right, of our country. Right. Yeah. There you go, kids. I get it. Yeah. The Ramones are playing at the Roundhouse. And here's the thing. The Ramones Mm -hmm. are supposedly the group that started punk in the UK. They started punk. Oh, man. Except they were the opening act. I'm not kidding you. When they went to the Roundhouse, people are of the opinion, it was the Ramones and people flocked to it. And the Ramones, they were the opening act. Four. Ready for a piece of trivia? You ready for this, kids? They opened for the Flamin' Groovies. Ever heard of the Flamin' Groovies? Nope. They played to about 5,000 people at an abandoned railway turntable building. Uh, The Flamin' Groovies. And you know what? I do have the Flamin' Groovies. So when we we come out of this break, I will play for you the Flamin' Groovies, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody thinks it's the Ramones. It was the Flamin' Groovers. Uh, Who's listening to us? Well, that would be KSRQ, Thief River Falls, Minnesota. I dig that place. Hey, get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show, or we will find you. I think we know where you live. Check research. Do we know where? No, we don't know where you live. Okay, back in a minute here on Rock School. Flaming Groovies, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe you had that. They began in San Francisco in 1965, founded by a couple of guys named Cyril Jordan and Roy Loney. It says here they're a forerunner of punk rock. I knew nothing about them. I say it says here because I copied and pasted it. That's that's Good how for brilliant you. I am. It says here they're a forerunner of punk rock. Their album, Teenage Head, is listed as one of the thousand and one albums you must hear before you die. And by the way, <laughs> I downloaded it so I can die now, can die. apparently. Oh, no. And in case you're wondering, this Ramones at the Roundhouse 1976 gig... The Ramones were only the first to play. There was a third band on the bill known as the Stranglers. Really? Yeah, and I brought a Stranglers song too. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Flamin' Groovies. This is 20 here on Rock School. (laughs) 
at the bottom of the hour. Once again, this Ramones at the Roundhouse concert wasn't just the Ramones. They opened up for the Flamin' Groovies, and then there was one more group on the bill called the Stranglers. And by the way, they're an English rock band that emerged back when all the punk rockers were doing this. And by the way, they've had 23 UK Top 40 singles. Really? They have. It says here they are the longest surviving and most continuously successful bands to have originated in the UK punk scene. Nice. And again, I copied and pasted that because I had no idea who the Stranglers were. So there you have it. I'm going to tell you one more thing. A lot of people, again, you know, punk rock in the UK was started when the Ramones played at the Roundhouse. And you know who was there? The, the, The Sex Pistols were there. And The Clash was there. And The Damned was there. And The... No, they weren't. As a matter of fact, no, they weren't. And I'm going to tell you in a second why they weren't. And it matters. Uh Uh-oh. Because remember, this is a tale of three concerts. You've heard about the first one, which was the Sex Pistols. Right. The Roundhouse is the second one with the Ramones. The third one really is the big one. And we'll tell you about that one in a second. But first, I'm Joe Burns. You are. I am Tammy Burns. There you go. It's seven days, 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates. March 13th all the way through March 19th. Go ahead, Tammy. You got Monday. Go. March 13th, 1961, Ricky Nelson records Traveling Man. March 14th, 1965, Pet Clark makes her American TV debut singing downtown. And I know a place. On CBS TV's Ed Sullivan Show, do you know why Pet Clark sang those songs? So you wouldn't have to? There you go. All right. March 15th, 1982, the Songwriters Hall of Fame formed in 1969. Finally, let's Bob Dylan in. Picky, picky, picky. March 16th, 1995, Eazy-E releases a statement announcing that he has HIV. He dies 10 days later. March 17th, 2008, Heather Mills is awarded 23.7 million pounds. That's about $47 million in her divorce from Paul McCartney. Yeah. I would have done it. Well, there you go. Shut up. You need a prenup. You need a prenup. If you have a jillion dollars sitting in a closet, you need to bring up. March 18th, 1994, Kenner, Louisiana, names a street, Lloyd Price Avenue. And by the way, you and I are from the great city of New Orleans, or at least we live here, and we have driven on Lloyd Price Avenue. And finally, March 19th, 1974, Jefferson Airplane reforms with most of their original members and becomes Jefferson Starship, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Okay. That's a show within itself, Arthur. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Again. I I, I bet that is a show. Well, I've given you two so far, and you haven't written down any of them. Bands who have changed their name but still succeeded. Is there any others than Jefferson Shut up, shut up. Jefferson Starship. You can't start thinking like that. You're on punk. Moving along. Yes. uh, Ramones at the Roan House. No, it just wasn't them. They were an opening act. And no, the whole world wasn't there. As As a matter of fact, it was, again attended by a lot of people that loved this new thing, this new underground movement called punk. It was also uh, attended by members of the uh, the Damned. As a matter of fact, Rat Scabies, who was the drummer of the Damned, says specifically that he was there. But that same night, the Sex Pistols and a brand new band who was opening for them called The Clash were doing a concert of themselves at a venue called The Black 
Swan. The thing was, at that point in time, the Ramones album had hit in the UK. And they were sort of folk heroes. And the song Judy is a Punk Rocker was sort of the new genre's I'm Henry VIII I Am. Right. So it's one of those things where a couple of the big monsters, the Clash and the Sex Pistols, couldn't make it. But the people who were fans of it went to see them. And word got out very quickly that these guys are the real darn deal. And look, you guys in the UK, you better step up your game because these we've four, heard the real thing, right? right? These four guys in jeans and black jackets just showed up from the US and showed you how it was done. So that was what happened. And again, the concept of you know everybody was there and all that. No, that's not what happened. So I said, members of the Damned, at least Rats Gabies was there. Let's play the Damned here on Rock School. Okay, time for one more quick one before we go into the break. Now, this Roundhouse concert on July the 4th yes. by the Ramones, everybody has you know, sort of taken it and legend has it that that's where the Clash met the Ramones and that's where the Sex Pistols met the Ramones and there you go, that's where UK Punk begins. Not so. I said this was a tale of three right. concerts. That was number two. The next night. the, the Ram- ne- Wait. The next night, the July, next night, July fifth. Okay, July fifth. The Ramones are now by themselves. They are playing Dingwalls in Sheffield. I'm sorry, it's Dingwalls. I get it, but it's called Dingwalls. They're playing Dingwalls in Sheffield's. Okay, they play the exact same set, and it's that night, not the Roundhouse, but it's that night that the Sex Pistols and the Clash meet with the Ramones and that's where they sit with them, they talk with them, they go through the sound check with them and they stay for the show. It's not the Roundhouse, it's the next night, night. July 5th at Dingwalls and that's when the monsters or who will be the monsters of UK punk see the Ramones and go, Okay. This is it. I got to up my game, huh? London's burning! Clash on Rockstar. London's burning! Coming into the break, there was your three concerts. You have it. The month before the Roundhouse, the Sex Pistols play, and sort of the names, the who's who of the punk world, and of course Morrissey as well, That, as, as NME put it, one of the most influential artists in the UK. Then you have the Roundhouse concert, and the next night you have the Ramones at Dingwalls, where in comes the Sex Pistols, and in comes the Clash and sees them, and of course out of that comes amazing 
amazement. As Rat Scabies put it, again, he's with the damned. As Rat Scabies put it, quote, we were already playing what we felt, but it made us feel good that other people were doing what we were doing. Quote, we saw a format for writing songs. Three minutes, talk about life. As it was said, stop practicing, start playing. Get out, you know, I'm just, I'm yeah, not, I'm done. Go play gigs. Right, I'm done quoting here, but get out of the basement. Go yeah. play in front of people. If you're going to make your mistakes, make your mistakes in front of people. That's, I got to tell you, that's one of the things, you know, I did radio for years and years and years and years and years. You don't practice radio. You do it on a microphone. And when you screw up, you screw up in front of a lot of people. And that's, I don't know how else to put it, that toughens you immediately. And if you're a musician, get in front of an audience. That toughens you hard. Make some mistakes. Yeah, make some mistakes. And uh, as it said, if you make a mistake, just keep pedaling. Move through it. Or do it twice. So they think <laughs> so they think you meant to do we it. We don't we don't know what you're doing anyway. We we think it's part of it. Pull your thing up there because I have more about the Ramones. Go ahead. Who's listening? Well that would be Radio Universidad in Salamanca, Spain. Love it. Can you stand it that we're international? Can you stand it that someone in Spain is listening to us? And it's Spain, dude. So cool, huh? I want to go to Spain and buy a guitar that I can't play well. Okay, back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, and we're a little early, I'm sorry to say, uh, but this will be the last break of the show. I've simply run out of information. I thought it was really interesting. It is interesting because you can look back and see three concerts, and I'm sure if you took another uh, historian, he or she could find another one to throw in there. But these are really the monsters. And what was really fun about it to me, uh, you know, I'm not a punk fan. I, I like punk music, but I don't sort of research it to the point where it sort of consumes me. And those who like punk are consumed by it. Right. And I, I knew the myths of the Roundhouse concert with the Ramones and it was of the opinion that the Ramones played the Clash saw them the the uh, the Sex Pistols saw them and punk started in the UK and it was nothing like that as a matter of fact uh, we said that the Stranglers were the third group on the bill yeah the first band we're going to play out of this break uh, basically going into the last block of music in the show is going to be the Stranglers and it says they've been successful since the UK punk scene I, you know, it's interesting to me that all of this happened in the summer because I love the whole concert summer thing that right. we always talk about. Right. So the time of year and that it happened in uh, 1976. Right. And I think it's neat also that not only did it happen, it started an entire genre of music. Look, I don't care for gangster rap, but the the movie Straight Outta Compton yes. is if you like music at all, you have to watch it because simply the idea of five guys getting together, hey, let's start a band. 
And then they became the biggest thing on earth. Look, we are you and I are the worst people in the world to sit down and start watching a documentary on toenail fungus and all of a sudden we're <laughs> in. We're like, yes. Sure, we'll sit and watch it because it's it's glorious on how it happens. Yep. And that's the fun part. Okay, so I've talked about the fact that the Ramones just weren't successful in the United States. Their mm-hmm. album sort of flopped. Well, then they go over to the UK and have success, and that success travels back. It says here, the next night after the Dingwalls show at Sheffield, that was July 5th, so the next night, the 6th, they fly home, and the Damned opens up for the Sex Pistols again at the Free Trade Hall. So we're off and running at the uh, at the UK punk scene, Johnny Rotten goes out of his way to say that the Ramones had no effect on them. Well, that's Johnny Rotten. He's he's going to go he's out of rotten. his way. Exactly. However, two weeks later, they release Anarchy in the UA in the UK. So, I mean, it, it seems to me that he kind of looked around at his bandmates and said, "Hey, look, guys, a window opened. Right, buck up, little soldiers. We yep. best get into this." Then in August, which is what, July, next month, uh, the Ramones and the Flaming Groovies again would make a stand at the Roxy on the Sunset Strip, do well, and then a Toronto gig later in August would sell out and the Ramones were up and running here in the United States. Nice. And that ends the information of the show. Good information. A tale of three concerts, punk in the UK, and at least a little idea of I punk like it. here in the United States. I like States. it a lot. All right. So we're going to end up with the Stranglers here on Rock School. So thanks for going on the journey with me, Tammy. It was a good time. You betcha. That's it. Class is dismissed. Take a swim and see if I can cool down. 